Eye on 2020, episode 86. Have 2020 vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton, your host of ION 2020, the show that is brought to you Monday through Friday, five days a week, just a half hour, usually less, uh, on the news and related events with regards to the 2020 election. Do some short shows every so often, I do some longer shows here and there, but usually I try to keep it right around on average 30 minutes, so I'm not taking up too much of your time because I know, I know. The elections sometimes can get boring, and I try to bring you the best news and the best information that I can, and try to cover topics that are gonna, you know, excite you and maybe get you thinking about what's going on in this world and what's going on in the craziness that we're living in today. You know, um, there is so much division within this country when it comes to politics, and I'm not sure why that is. I I, I have my suspicions, but I, you know, I think with the way that media is today and the way that uh, the the presses, you got the Fox News, you got CNN, you got MSNBC, all these news companies out there, they really just have learned how to go to the far extremes on every single issue in order to divide the country, right? Uh, and divide people. And then, because of that, you have people looking for better information elsewhere and so forth so you get people that are getting good information and bad information from the internet uh, you're getting people that are going looking for to find their particular you know group of people that agree with them and there's these little social media bubbles that keep them in you know informed in in the way that they want to be informed but sometimes that information that they're getting is is completely wrong or a little bit wrong or you know sometimes it's right who knows uh, but what it does is it causes a lot of division within this country, I think. But, I mean, there's there's probably hundreds of different factors, but I think that that is just probably one of them. And, uh, you know, it's to me that's a challenge, and obviously that's something that uh, you're seeing. You know, people are just getting sick of it, it seems like to me. People are getting sick of the division, and they, I hate to say that they're looking for politicians to fix that, but I think that they are. And that's kind of scary as well, because when you're looking to politicians to fix things, rather than looking to yourself or your community or the people around you, then that's when politicians don't, you know, this is what politicians do. They write laws. They take away power from the people. They take, they take away your liberties. And that's what they will do. They'll sit there and just, oh yeah, I have this, I have this great idea to fix the inequality in the world. I have a, this great idea to, to bring the two sides together in nine times out of ten. That idea is just something that's going to take away more liberty from you. And that's what we need to fight against, guys. That is really what we need to get out there and fight against. So, uh, But what I want to do today is talk about a few particular topics. Um, 
And, the, and then I'm going to wrap those two topics together because what it is is you have the Democrats on one side and the Republicans on their side, right? And both of them have their head on their, in, in the sand on issues that typically they are willing to take on. But neither side is taking on their issue right now. And I think the reason why is because of the current president and the predecessor, uh, the preceding president, which was Barack Obama. And I'll tie those two issues together. Uh, but first, go ahead, if you can, subscribe to the show. And then, if you really want to get crazy, go ahead and uh, give me a five-star rating and a review. And if I do see reviews that come in, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and talk about those on the show as well and read them aloud so uh, you guys can hear what other people are saying about the show and then maybe you will go and and have a review for the show as well uh but i appreciate my listeners i really do and i really appreciate you if you're a first time listener uh so if you want to hear it tomorrow just go ahead and subscribe to the show uh, you can follow me on the website that i have i on the empire.com you can also follow my page which is on facebook i on the empire just search for that and you will find it and then twitter is i on the empire also at i on the empire and there i'm just posting things about the country that we live in what the not not the country but the government in washington what the government is doing with regards to the foreign policy as well as some domestic policy issues things where they are infringing upon your rights i am searching and searching for news articles that are going to take our government to task on the things that it's doing across the world and to you every single day with regards to taking away your rights and your tax money and thing, and your property. Things like that. So, uh, But the f- thing I wanted to talk about today, the first thing I wanted to talk about today was the United States debt. The national debt. Typically in the past you would hear a lot about the national debt. You, I mean, in the George Bush years, in the Bill, that was the original George Bush, in the Ronald Reagan years, the national debt went up. You see it in the Clinton years, towards the end, there was a predicted surplus of revenue. But then George Bush Jr. comes in, and the, the the Iraq war starts, Afghanistan, the war in Afghanistan starts, and you see the national debt just going up and up and up. And uh, they say George Bush doubled it from like four trillion to eight trillion. And then Barack Obama comes in, and there's the there's the uh, 2008 financial crisis. The government's bailing out banks, bailing out AIG, bailing out the car industry printing money left and right but they're also the debt is skyrocketing at this point as well and it doubled to like 16 or 17 trillion over over doubled i think it was like 17 or 18 trillion dollars when barack obama leaves office and the republicans were just beating up they would beat up the debt constantly under barack obama how we're in a debt crisis, that the national debt is just too high, that it's skyrocketing, that the world is going to fall apart because the debt-to-GDP ratio is so high in that we're never going to make up this money and we're passing the money, you know, we're passing these problems on to our children and our grandchildren and the government's going to default. All these challenges that come with having these huge, this huge national debt, this burden over the, over the people. 
we're sitting there in a world where the government takes in or the government spends way more than it takes in and you're starting under Barack Obama eventually you start to see the deficits going down just a little bit but they were running trillion dollar deficits in 2009 2010 2011 just the deficits were crazy they were but and the the money you know to for this bailout these tarp packages and all that stuff right the different things that were going on at the time they're just spending trillions upon trillions of dollars every single year beyond what they're beyond what they're taking in in revenue and i don't think that the government should be taking in any revenue in the first place in that way uh from confiscated wealth i think it should be so so well limited as a libertarian i think it should be so limited that it wouldn't be taking it it wouldn't need to be taking in a bunch of money but it does that's what the world that we live in today and the politicians have no desire to even think about these things today and it's always a political issue though the republicans are always beating up on the democrat presidents because of the debt but you'll also see that under the democrats they will or under the republicans the democrats that don't have control of the white house will always be calling out the president on the national debt depending upon what's going on but you don't see that today at all it's merely crickets it's nearly crickets on the national debt but what's happened since Barack, or since Barack Obama left office and since Donald Trump took office the debt has went from like 18 trillion dollars to 22 trillion dollars 20 that's 4 trillion dollars it's just insane absolutely insane that's 22 trillion dollars and it's going up you know a hundred thousand dollars a second pretty much it's just um just amazing that this government could spend so much money you know what that is per citizen that's sixty seven thousand dollars per citizen a hundred and eighty one thousand dollars per taxpayer can you imagine if the government sent you a tax bill today because most of you are probably taxpayers i guarantee it and that what they do is they take out when they take out the taxpayers or taking out the people that are, don't pay taxes they're also taking out the people that um you know are younger than 18 years old so they're taking people that are or under 16 i guess you'd say they're taking out all the children as well as just people in general that don't pay taxes but that's $181,000 per taxpayer can you imagine if the government sent you a bill for 100 they said yep we're going to get rid of the national debt completely we just need you guys to step it up. A hundred and eighty-one thousand dollar tax bill. That is just crazy to think about. That's just so much money. Sixty-seven thousand dollars per citizen. Sometimes between my wife, my children, and me. So I have two kids and my wife and myself. That's two hundred and fifty, or you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars that we would have to pay, combined, combined in order to pay off the federal debt just crazy just crazy but what's going on in washington with regards to national debt crickets crickets because they have a democrat excuse me they have a republican in office donald trump who is spending outrageously but the democrats can't take him to task on this because their guy did the same thing so the democrats won't call him out and if you look at the democratic party today all they want is more and more and more right 
They're asking for Medicare for all. They're asking for $15 minimum wages. They're asking for paid paid family leave. They're asking for free college education. They're asking for the government to pay off everyone's college debt, tuition debt. They're asking for trillions of dollars in new programs. So they can't talk about the national debt. They cannot call Donald Trump out on the one thing that they could really beat him up on. But no, they talk about the the Mueller report. They're talking about today, you know, or was it yesterday? I'm sorry. Yesterday it was, uh, you know, the attorney general was being grilled by Congress. Like, that's what they're focused on. They're not focused on the fact that the debt is going up by a trillion dollars every single year. That's money that is being inflated away of your tax money, of your savings, of your grandparents' savings who are on a fixed budget. That's what that is. So the more the government spends, the more money is going into the economy that should not necessarily be going in there. It's borrowed money, right? A trillion dollars of borrowed money going into the economy every single year. So that is inflating away your grandparents' savings at this point. And it's not happening yet. Inflation is not happening yet. And the reason why it's not happening is because of all the people that are retiring. And as inflation inflation means that people are going to spend, spend, spend more money. They're trying to buy as much as they can today so it doesn't go, the, the cost of it doesn't go up tomorrow. Um, but you have a lot of people retiring and those retirees are causing deflation. A def, it's a deflationary um, situation when a bunch of people are retiring because they go from spending, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year or more just trying to save as much money as they can and trying to cut down on their spending. So when you have that happening, you with that with ten thousand baby boomers retiring every single day, you're gonna have that's deflationary pressure on the economy. While the government's out there spending a trillion dollar deficit every single year. So that's a problem. But you don't hear about the Democrats talking about that at all because they have so many policies that they want to propose they have so much spending that they want to do and if they get their guy into the presidency that's what they're going to go after and then at that point you might see the republicans start taking the democrat to task on the national debt you might start seeing media coverage on fox news about the national debt but until then as long as their guy is in office donald trump you're not going to hear anything about the national debt. So the next top. So let me before I move on to the next topic. Actually, let me just say this: if you look at the national debt clock, that's usdebtclock.org, you'll see what the national debt is, and it's twenty-two trillion two hundred fifty-four billion five hundred forty-nine million, and then it just goes up every a hundred thousand dollars every second, right? So um, if you look at the tax revenue. Right now, or excuse me, the U.S. federal spending right now it's four point three trillion dollars so far this year. Four point three trillion dollars. As in, so as for the U.S. federal tax revenue, three point four trillion dollars. So four point three trillion dollars in spending, three point four trillion dollars in revenue. So you have about a nine billion dollar deficit running right now according to the national debt clock. If you look at the largest budget items 
that the of the federal government. You're looking at Medicare, Social Security, the Defense Department, and war, federal pensions, net interest on the debt, and income security. That would be welfare payments and so forth, right? Um, so Medicare, $1.1 trillion is the cost of Medicare this year. Social Security, $1 trillion. So that's two, $2.1 trillion. But just between Medicare and Social Security, that is two-thirds of the budget so far. Defense, $634 trillion. Income Security, $300 trillion. Or, th- excuse me, $3 billion, $300 billion. Defense and War was six billion or six yes six hundred billion dollars you have net interest on the debt is three three hundred and fifty eight billion dollars and then you have federal pensions which is two hundred and eighty three billion dollars between those six items alone that's almost three point four trillion dollars that's almost the entire the entire budget for or all the tax revenue that's going in right now is being spent on those six items that would be medicare and medicaid social security defense and war income security net interest on the debt and federal pensions that is taking up 3.4 trillion dollars right now everything else that the government spends money on is borrowed money so they're borrowing a trillion dollars a year right now and that is just covering anything else, the roads, the bridges, anything else that these politicians talk about, they don't have money for it because that money is not coming in. So they're going to have to either, three things, raise taxes, increase borrowing, or print more money. That's all they can do. So, But you're not going to hear about that from the politicians right now. Because the Democrats can't take Donald Trump to task on this because they have so many spending ideas that they want to propose. And Donald Trump is not going to, the Republicans are not going to challenge Donald Trump either because their guy is in office. So the next point I wanted to talk about the thing that you hear crickets on in the media is the war issue, the issue of Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq. Libya and now Venezuela. The Democrats are not going to take Donald Trump to task on those things because it would incriminate their guy, Barack Obama. So, the Republican, so what I'm getting at with this whole scenario is that you're looking at a Democratic Party that doesn't want to do what they normally do, which is at least be a little bit anti war, right? And you have a Republican Party that doesn't want to do what they usually do, which is like usually trying to be fiscally responsible because their guy is in office, or in the Democrats' case, their guy, Barack Obama, would be incriminated. So if you were talking about war crimes, bringing the president to task on war crimes, if you did that to Donald Trump, you'd also have to do that to Barack Obama because he was the one that initiated these, these things. And Donald Trump is just letting it play out. For example, in Yemen, selling military equipment to the Saudis, fueling their planes, giving them the strategic advantage in that com- com- that particular war. The United States doing that, you can say anytime these, you know, when you're bombing a village 
full of people when you're bombing a gathering of people that happens to be a wedding reception or a church service when that happens and your and civilians are taken out those are war crimes essentially those are war crimes and because you're not supposed to be targeting civilian areas you're not supposed to be doing that when you're doing the same thing in Syria with bombing the different cities and so forth and you're taking out civilians on a regular basis 1600 civilians in one city when you're doing that and when Barack Obama was doing the same thing the Democrats can't take him to task can't take Donald Trump to task on that they can't because their guy would be incriminated as well and you cannot destroy the legend of Barack Obama in the Democrats mind he's the first black president he was the savior to all the Democrats he was the you know he's looked upon as to them the greatest president that ever lived you can't spit on his legacy so you can't take Donald Trump to task on those things there is one saving grace in that situation though is that you are starting to hear a few Democrats and anti-war groups and so forth that are left-leaning they are starting to take Donald Trump to task on Venezuela and the only reason why is because Barack Obama had nothing to do with that conflict at all has nothing to do with the situation this is all happening during Donald Trump's administration so they might start becoming anti-war again on Venezuela all it's going to make them look like is someone that's going to uh, sympathize with a socialist though sympathizing with a communist that's what the Democrats are going to look like they're doing if they side with Maduro in the Venezuelan contact con- conflict but they can go against Donald Trump on that because Barack Obama ha- doesn't have his hands in that but they cannot take him to task on Yemen they can't take him to task on Syria right now they can't because Barack Obama did the same things Barack Obama is the one that you know overthrew Libya he's the one that sought for regime change regime change in Libya and it's a failed state right now there's a huge war going on in Tripoli people are vying for power and here we do we stand silent because we don't want to take we don't want to incriminate our previous president that's what the Democrats are thinking so to tie these two things together that's what I'm getting at is this is all political guys this is all political these people do not have any sort of feelings for the people of this world they only care about their politics they only care about keeping their guy in power that's it that's all they care about and it just blows my mind that the moral compass in this country is democrat or republican and that's it and it shouldn't be like that we should have some sort of you know we our our moral compass should be right and wrong but that's not the way it is it's democrat or republican and the news media goes along with it we go along with it because we don't say anything that's one of the reasons why i started this this podcast was to bring out the ideas that there is just you know it, it's washington does not work the political system does not work everyone's trying to have the political means to power they're trying to use the force of the government to have power over something that you have whether it's your vote whether it's your money or whether it's 
you know, you just being loyal to their party. Everyone's trying to use the political means to get what they want. And that's what everyone's doing. I saw this one thing on Twitter last night when I was just looking, I was just scrolling through Twitter and it said, it was like a, some kind of organization about women and they were calling themselves the, the super majority or something like that. And they were saying that they're going to, you know, use their numbers to have power, you know, to use their numbers to have power over politics. Are you kidding me? But that's what we've resorted to. We've resorted to finding our tribe, getting involved in it, and then trying to take more power away from other people in favor of our own, our own tribe. And that's all, that's no different than tribalism in another, in another era, right? If you go back to the Native American culture, if your tribe, the morals was based around your tribe and it, it being successful, right? So one tribe would fight and have a war with another tribe, and it's okay to do that as long as we win, as long as we're successful. It's okay to kill women and children in that situation as long as my tribe wins. It's okay to kill all of the other warriors from that tribe as long as my tribe wins. No matter what, the moral judgment is not based upon right and wrong. It's based upon if my tribe wins. And that's where everyone's at nowadays, it seems like to me. And it's wrong. The Democrats should be taking Donald Trump to task on these wars, but they don't. And the Republicans should be taking Donald Trump to task on the national debt clock, on the national debt, but they don't. It's a tribalism issue. It really is. It's just the fact that these people, their moral compass is based upon Democrats and Republicans. You and I, we might be outside of that, but we need to speak louder. We do. That's what we need to do. We need to speak louder. We need to speak stronger. We need to have a better argument. We need to be compelling. And that's what you should get out there and do is make a case for capitalism. Make a case for free markets. Make a case for limited government. Because those are things that are right. Those are objectively right. People in a capitalist society with no government, it would be, it's, it's basically called economic democracy. What wins is what people are willing to pay for. You go to the store and you buy a Snickers bar over the Milky Way, Snickers bar just won your vote because you're going to pay for it with your dollars. But those things are right. There's no coercion involved in economic democracy. There's no coercion involved. But there is coercion involved in political democracy where this group is trying to get its way over another group. So anyway, that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I appreciate you listening. I really do. Um... Go ahead and subscribe to the show if you like what you heard. And then if you would like to follow me on my Twitter, Facebook, or the website, iontheempire.com. That's where you'd go. And uh, come on back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020. All right, guys? Take care.